Hey, everybody. It is me, Lenora, from It's a New Dawn. And I'm going to say it again because I don't know who's watching, how often, how many podcasts you've seen. But I'm doing this all myself. I'm very proud of myself. I am not very good with technology, but it was something my heart told me to do. And I have been just reaching out to people. People have been reaching out to me to tell their stories to me. So I feel really honored about that. This one particular guest I have today, Leilani, uh, she is from Lavished in Grace from, and I, and I say quote unquote, cause I have not met any of these people in person, but if you are a TikTok person, if you are somebody who, who is on TikTok, you do form a family there. And um, I, most of the people that I have talked with, I don't say interview because it is not an interview. I don't script anything. I don't write questions. It just flows. Um, everybody I've met from there has said that TikTok has almost really literally changed their lives through, uh, I talk about the pillars of health and wellness. Um, and those two of them are community and support. Support is so important in well-being and um, people find that on TikTok. And I'm gonna ask you, Leilani, what you think about that too. But this woman, um, I'm not gonna even tell you the whole story. I'll give a little snippet. What drew me to her was first of all, the lavished in grace. I just thought that was beautiful, being lavished in grace and really appreciating that. And um, you know, now that I know you, not know you, but have, dived into all your uh, social media. I know how much you love God and you are, you, you feel like you are very blessed, which I think you are. Um, and you put your trust in the Lord. I think um, I just love that name. Well, Leilani has a husband, Michael, beautiful husband who has MS, multiple sclerosis. And um, I'm going to have her tell her story because it's, it's a love story. It's beautiful. And um, I want you to share with the audience. So here she is, Leilani. And your last name is, I had it written down, Marinetti? Is that yes, it? Yes, Marinetti. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. There we go. Okay. So take it away, Leilani. Okay. Uh, first of all, Lenora, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure and honor to, to come share my story on this uh, platform. Um, so our journey began, I guess I met Michael in high school. We were, you know, uh, that was in 1986. We were high school sweethearts. And, um, you know, he was this little rambunctious kind of guy. I, I kind of met him through, I was going to uh, school and after school, I had, uh, I wanted to go to my girlfriend's house and here we were walking down the street and a couple of guys behind me um, knew my friend Michelle and uh, one of them was Michael who yelled out, uh, Michelle, who's your friend? And uh, that's how I met him. Um, anyway, we remained friends over the next 12 years and in 1998, we started dating again. Wow, um, 12 years, that's a long yeah. time. So yeah, yeah, it is did, a long you time. Didn't, you didn't start dating until 1998? 
Well, we were high school sweethearts. So, you know, I mean, we were, you, during those days, I mean, for me anyway, it was just a lot of talking on the phone and taking the bus together to go watch a movie or, you know, kind of thing. Not, not anything serious. It was just like puppy love kind of thing. And, uh, you know, of course, high school, we ended up breaking up and, and going our separate ways, but we did remain friends. The funny thing is, Lenora, is when we broke up, he was uh, adamant. He said, Leilani, you'll see. We're going to end up getting married one day. You'll see. And I thought, you are only 14 years old. What do you know about <laughs> marriage, right? And so anyway, like I said, we remained friends over the next 12 years. And then um, in 1998, we, we uh, started dating again. And he was right. We got engaged. And uh, soon after, I think two months after we got engaged, um, there, he, he, this doctor was like, we need to run some tests. He the reason why he went to the doctor was because he seemed to be very, um, he's an active guy and he was, you know, stumbling over his own feet. Um, he was complaining that he had back pain, just something was off. So he ended up going to uh, the doctor to get some tests. And uh, the one major thing that happened to him though, other than tripping over his own feet was he became blind in one eye. He had optic neuritis. Mm -hmm. And that is usually a big a red flag for something neurological that's happening. So uh, off to the neurologist he went and um, got a series of tests done. And then next thing you know, I went with him to his family doctor to receive the, the test back. And uh, they said that, um, you know, I'll never forget his doctor's look on his face. He kind of, it wasn't good news. And as I sat there beside him, um, the doctor said, Micah, I'm so sorry, you, you, the test came back and you have multiple sclerosis. Well, mm -hmm. we were stunned. I mean, I, I felt like I can only describe it as I felt like the, the floor just kind of opened up and I got swallowed in and, and all I could think was, wow, here we were a young couple ready to, you know, venture a new life together. And this was such a shock like it was just now uncertain you know and it's mm -hmm. just so scary I I remember just kind of like you know like when Charlie Brown talks and it's not nah, 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 the doctor's oh, like yeah. talking that's, but yeah I can't that's hear like, that's like a perfect description because I, I I feel that with you like definitely blah 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 yeah like it that. was just like that and I I was, I couldn't process anything he was saying after he said that. Um, I didn't know much about MS and, the, you know, I just felt the burning tears go down my face. And here was Michael looking at me, kind of putting his hand on my leg, trying to comfort me. And I'm thinking, he's the one who just received the news and here I am bawling. And he was just shocked. So, um, you know, it, it, it was just, I'll never forget. It was just so uh, upsetting. And of course, and MS you know, is not, it's kind of rare. You may not, you know, people may not <sighs> think that, but it is, it's fewer than 200,000 cases, U.S. cases per year. Yeah. Which, you know, I hear yeah. about it a lot because I'm a nurse, but like, yeah. it's not, it's labeled as rare. 
Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think Canada has one of the highest countries that has MS, and I, they say it's you know linked to lack of sunshine a lot because we have the, the uh, winter. But um, yeah, makes so, a lot you know, of sense. Yeah, we didn't really know much about it, but you know, when you're first diagnosed with something like that, uh, we we ended up kind of not knowing how to deal with the news. So we kept it to ourselves, other than to closest family and friends. And uh, after a lot of crying and a lot of um, talking about it, actually, he gave me the opportunity to leave our wedding, our, our engagement. And um, I said, how could you even say that or even think of that? Um, and he said, look, I, this, this isn't a life you signed up for. So I totally understand if you, you want to back out of the engagement. And I cried and I said, no, no, no because if the tables were turned, would you have left me? And he said, right. of course not. And right. I said, well, I'm not going anywhere. If anything, Lenora, I knew more than ever that um, I, there was comfort in me knowing that I, we were going to do this together and I was going to take good care of him. And our faith was going to you know, lead us through our journey over the next, now it's been what, 22 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so there's been, you know, health battles and issues, uh, that stemmed from that, but we still continue going. And, um, you know, I, I, going back to when we were first diagnosed, I was thought after a month or so of kind of letting all the news sink in, I looked at Michael and I sat there and we talked about it and I said, listen, okay, so what are we going to do with this piece of information really that's changed the course of our lives? I go, and I looked straight at him and I said, we could either sink or swim. That's, those are our only two choices, but we can't keep sitting here, you know, being upset over this. Either we can sink with this and spend the rest of our lives, um, you know, in sorrow, in defeat, um, which frankly to me wasn't a very good option because who wants to live their rest of their lives that way or just keep swimming. We don't know right. what the waves are going to be like day to day, but as long as we make that decision to keep on swimming and let faith lead the way every day, then that's what we need to do. And he looked at me and, you know, when we kind of put it in that perspective, he goes, you're right. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and, and cry about it the rest of mm -hmm. our lives or feel sorry for the rest of our lives. That's just, we're going to do it. We're going to swim with it. We're just going to keep going. And so, wow. That's Did you, do you have a career other than your career or what you're doing now at your home? But did yeah. you have like a, like, and what did he do at that time? So he was working at a, a factory where they produced, um, you know, uh, van uh, seatings uh, for uh, Chrysler at the time. And um, so he had to stop working right away because his balance and working with machinery was just not ideal the doctors right like, away said, right away right away right when he got to yeah yeah because wow. by the time he was diagnosed he was already you know losing his balance and that's the last yeah. thing you want to do is to lose your balance in a factory oh, yeah right yeah right, right. so i mean he did try at home schooling with computers but then that didn't work out very well because the you know the the finger extremities kind of wasn't it was very stiff and was very hard so i said don't worry Let's just take it one day at a time. And um, I, I do work. I work for um, an airline. And so I used to be flight attendant. But of course, when he was diagnosed, I didn't want to be flying in and out of the country. So okay. I, I took a job uh, 
with uh, working at the airport um, uh, with the same airline. And, um, and I, I had to stay part-time just so that I'm able to care for him during the day. And then when I come home in the evenings, uh, I mean, in the evenings I go to work and then the kids are with him. So we have three uh, beautiful kids who are now. Yeah, I wanted to talk know, about your kids, but before that, like, when he, how old was he when he got diagnosed? When you were at the- He was 24 uh, years old. Okay, so what was the timeline like? Like, I know now you're taking care of him. I mean, and your yeah. kids are taking care of him. But prior to that, like how long, I mean, what was the timeline like? How, I don't know, I don't know how to say the question. Like in the beginning, he's losing his balance and everything and stuff like that. You're really not doing too much for him though, right? But that's right. Um, at the beginning, no, he, so MS is different for everybody. And, uh, he started off just, you know, loss of balance. So he was using a cane and then over the years, so it's what, 22 years now we've been married. So over the 22 years at first he was using a cane and then slowly the next few years, he started using a walker, like a, you know, those walker stroller types. And then uh, from a stroller, uh, now whenever we traveled or if we were going to go to the mall or grocery shopping, he'd have to use a wheelchair, wheelchair for yeah. outside. And the next thing you know, he'd have to start using a wheelchair around the house. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then so that was like that for a while. And then I would say over the last six, seven years, he's been like, full on, I'd say 10 years full on in a wheelchair. And only in the last years, few years now, five years, I'd say he's like bed bound. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever feel like maybe we shouldn't have kids? Maybe, you know, did you, was that ever a question? Having um, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, his neurologist actually said, you know, I would suggest that you don't have children because stress is a major factor that sets off, um, you know, side effects with people who have MS. And um, when he, t I was actually pretty shocked and I thought, you know, that's heartbreaking to a newly wed couple, you know? Yeah. Um, no, it was never, I never even thought about not having children because I thought, you know, God is the author of life. If we're not meant to have children then we won't but I didn't want to not have kids and um, now that I look back I'm so glad we didn't listen because you know they have been uh, uh, they have been and, and myself too um, you know our, our, our pride and joy of uh, one of the greatest blessings I mean yeah um, if it was just me and him I, I can't imagine how lonely our life would be and um, you know and it, it also takes away from just just yourself when you're busy with kids you know what it's like you have five kids five. Lenore five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you know you, your your life is really busy and um, they're great kids they have been there and, and now they are you know also helping care for their dad and it's 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 really special and they, and they do and they do it very willingly right there's like no I wonder I'm gonna dig in there a little bit is there any other uh, ever animosity like that? Are they ever like, why do I have to do this? Or, or I didn't sign up for this or, and I'm not, I don't think that is 
true, but they are children. And, you know, they're, of course, of course. If, if I see them on there on, and they, they look like angels. They look like. Uh, I'll be quite honest, Lenora. The answer is no. They have never complained. If anything, um, they're very protective. Even since they were like toddler, they've known their dad to be kind of, uh, in a wheelchair, I'll, I'll remember, you know, my kids, when they come home with their little drawings, you know, from kindergarten stuff, they always draw the picture of the family, stick mom and, you know, their siblings, and there's their dad in a wheelchair. And it used to, mm -hmm. like, break my mm -hmm. heart. But um, they have always, even from the time they were younger, uh, have always been protective over their dad. So even crossing the street or whatever. So even as they're, you know, as they were growing up, um, they were never, ever did they ever hold any kind of animosity or upset that one has to, you know, stay home to take care of their dad. They were very blessed. And I think maybe because they've seen such um, compassion from our side of the family and they've kind of been raised that way that uh, they all look up. I mean, do they fight amongst each other siblings? Absolutely. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I was going to tell you, I was going to say, this is maybe this doesn't sound right but this is like the best gift you could have given your children because they are going to be the best husbands wives girlfriend boyfriends they their their heart is going to be are their hearts are just they're they're going to accept everybody they're just yeah. going to be the beautiful people because of this this uh challenge at yeah, home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, for sure, I could just see it in them. And I see it in you. But honestly, like I, I heard one, I listened to one short little clip of something, a pod, I don't know if it was a podcast. I think it was something on YouTube. You yeah. said you go, you go and cry. I think it was at the kitchen sink. That's where you do your crying. And I'm gonna cry because yeah. you, you, I can't even imagine what it must be like, you know, I mean, I love my husband and I would have done the same thing. I'm married almost 34 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if that had happened, of course, I'm going to be there for you. Of course I would never, but let's be real. It's, it's a challenge mentally and physically and spiritually. So when, when do you have your time? When do you? Well, you know, uh, uh, I'm still trying to, to figure that out um, because, you know, when you're caring for somebody who relies on you 24 hours a day, it used to be so, you know, over the years, I was able to go and have my yoga, you know, one hour yoga or go out and work out. Um, I can still leave him. But as, you know, as his um, disease progressed, you know, it's, we're always constantly having to adjust. And so even for me, having to learn how to adjust me time is still a challenge to this day. Um, but you know what, my kids are older now. So if I need to like step out for a couple hours, or just, you know, it's tougher when they're in school, because when they're at school, they're all in school, it's just me and my husband. But um, that's still, I'm still trying to navigate my way through that as well, me time. Mm -hmm. But I'm very, Having said that, I'm very lucky because, you know, he's my best friend and we, we really do get along. And so when there's downtime, I, there, there's no place I'd rather be than to be snuggling up watching Netflix. And, with you know, him. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like your TikToks and I just, you know, stupid me. I'm like assuming, what do you mean you're not on TikTok, everyone? Anyway, you go to TikTok <laughs> and you see, you see your, your, but you know, you can't go by social media either because not everybody's going to post their, their quote unquote bad things on there, but your love it just shines right through for you, for each other. Uh, it, it is just so heartwarming what you put on there. It's funny. There's some funny, there's lots of funny things. You do a lot of funny skits yeah. and um, he just, he looks at you with these adoring eyes and <laughs> it's just so beautiful and I love it. But you know, it's like maybe I just wonder how that is for you because it's, it's, I always talk about you have to be selfish to be selfless, you know, take care of yeah. yourself first so you can have the strength to take care of others. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I, you know, what you see, of course, on social media, I mean, I post a lot of things that are funny and things, but I also do post things um, mostly on my Instagram about serious stuff too. So TikTok's a lot of fun stuff and, and I'll share, you know, the story that we have, but I, you know, on Instagram, I also share, you know, kind of like memoirs of what it's like to be a caregiver, those tough times, you know, so okay. I do I, share. I don't go on, Insta I don't well, go on Instagram as much. To, you know, let others know that in your times of struggle, you're not alone. There are people who are, you know, who can, um, you know, relate to your story. So for me, that was my purpose of, of doing Instagram at at first, other than just, you know, we all start up on Instagram just to share family stuff, whatever. But, you know, I, I just thought my husband was so, you know, he's my rock and inspiration. And uh, I wanted my kids to have something to look back on. And so I thought, let me just start kind of journaling through Instagram, my whatever we're going through. And at least that way, you know, they have and the next thing you know, it just kind of people from all around the world was was kind of like, you know, relating to my stories and people who had MS from like Germany and Australia reaching out and saying, Leilani, thank you for sharing your story. I'm going through the same thing. And, you know, that you give me hope. And I thought, wow, you know, this is more than just a little journal for my family. Yes, yes. And, and did most of that come from TikTok? Everybody, um, are, yes. Are, so I yeah. Instagram when when I joined TikTok, uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it just all of a sudden it went from 500 followers uh, on, you know, on on Instagram, and then when I started doing TikTok, they all went over to Instagram, and um, now it's like almost like over 5,500 uh, followers. Right, so. but you have you have 159 over 159,000 followers on TikTok. On TikTok, so, yeah. And I wanted to ask you, I think I've asked a couple of people this, with the huge followers, um, does it help you out? I mean, I know you have all your links on there. Are you getting help? Because I know you have some links, and I just want everybody to know this, too. I'm going to put yeah, the... You know, uh, my, my TikTok followers are, like, amazing. Um, am I getting help? Absolutely. Like, as far as... Um, uh, those links that I have there. So th this is how this all started. Um, 
So over the years, over 22 years, people have constantly asked, family and friends have always asked, you know, Leilani, you know, how's, what can we do to help you? We'd love to help you out. You know, what do you need? And blah, 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 and this and that. And I thought, you know, when our house had to be renovated, because my, my boy, who was only at the time, you know, 14 years old we could not lift my husband out of bed and into his wheelchair and outside the house our house was not wheelchair accessible so uh it took a good kick in the butt a few of my friends and family members were like you need to set up a gofundme and i was like mm, no i don't i don't know it just doesn't feel right to ask people for money and she's like look you know you you and your boys back is at stake you cannot you, you need to put your pride away and um, if it's, it's there for people who want to help. You're not forcing anyone to help. So I said, okay, okay, okay. So I did it reluctantly. And I was so emotionally, like, I couldn't believe the amount of support, even not just mm -hmm. from my family, amazing family and friends, but people from, I, I didn't even know from social media were mm -hmm. all of a sudden um, helping us. They were putting money towards donating to help us get our home wheelchair accessible. And uh, so, and then we are now trying to get our van, um, we're, we're trying to get a, a, a vehicle to be accessible as well, because that's our, our biggest thing now is having to get them in and out of the house mm -hmm. into a vehicle. So uh, I set that up and also, um, you know, an Amazon wish list for Michael. And so going back to your question, uh, it's amazing how people want to help and whether they go to his Amazon wish list and give him, you know, supplies that he needs for the month. Um, that it's been such a blessing. But yeah, I am so touched by the kindness of people. Like humanity is such a powerful thing. I, you know, the, the kindness and goodness of people is just so, I'm touched, honestly. And so I have met I haven't personally, I wish one day to meet some right. of these amazing people, but I'm inspired by the hearts of people who, who show so much um, compassion for our yeah, family. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like that, you know, uh, it's not all about followers on TikTok, but I was so happy with the amount of followers you have because I kept thinking, even with my measly 7,000 over 7,000 people that follow me and I appreciate each and every one of them. Yeah. The fact that you need help, I, I, how nice the people are to me. Yeah. What each one of those people gave even a dollar, that's gonna help you out a lot, you know? Oh, yeah, you know? And I do, I do believe in the, I always try, I always look at the good. That's why I never talk I ne all my lives, I never talk politics, I never talk religion, because I'm just all about love and kindness and support, and that's it. And there's a lot of that on TikTok. There's, there's the other way, too. But I, you know what? It's what you choose to see and look at, you know? And I agree with you 100%. I'm, and I'm so happy that you are getting help on there. Makes me really happy. Um, what stage is Michael at now? I mean, like what, you know, what's the prognosis? Yeah, so he's, uh, he's on a progressive stage now. Um, but you know, here comes my faith. It's going to come right in here. I do not like to like put 
I don't like to speak that true, even though, yes, in the medical books, that's what it says. But I always like to say that um, in God's book, he has healing, he has favor, because uh, I need to know that um, if we're going to live this life, uh, we got to live it with hope and with faith, because I'd rather, you know, live life with hope and faith other than to live life, like I mentioned earlier in the story, live it hopeless and defeated. Like there's just no way to, to go on living life. Like you can be diagnosed with whatever, but um, you, you still got to live life, what, whatever. If your days are numbered here on earth, live it, live each day fully. So yeah. that to me is what's important for Michael. Do we keep trying to, you know, um, I, I don't know if you saw my TikToks or an Instagram, but I, we try every day to get him to be, you know, do motor finger skills, you know, those exercises, dexterity yeah. exercises, mm -hmm. and um, we get him to exercise his legs. I mean, I think those are all good. Uh, some doctors or some people will tell you right off the bat, that's not going to help. Well, you know what? I got to try. We got to do something. I, I, I agree with you 100% with that. We got to try. We got to do something because even if nothing happens, at least we've tried. Yeah. You know, we've tried. Yes. And I agree with you 100%. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the uh, audience, the listeners? Um, you know, anything else? Any part of the story you want to continue with, share with? You know, my hope is that by sharing my story and um, by sharing difficulties and challenges that, you know, there is still so much joy. And uh, if you have faith, um, it's very possible to, to just keep going and, and not to give up. I love that. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you taking the time out from your busy day to sit and talk with me. Uh, we got we went back and forth, and she's a busy lady, and she got back. Uh, you know what? Time. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm going to put your link underneath on the show notes. Please, everybody, help this beautiful family out and uh, just hang out for one second. Yeah. I give out my Google number, everybody. So anybody who would like to be on the show, uh, hashtag time to tell your story. Hashtag every story is important or just want to give me feedback about the podcast or you just want to chat with me. Hey, 609-429-4058. I'm going to leave that in the show notes um, and you'll find all my links there. Uh, I do talk about the Aurora Bar, R-A-W-R. -R. Um, I am not sponsored by this bar. I'm an ambassador and an affiliate. I just believe in it 100%. It's the only packaged good I eat. It um, is owned by, the company is owned by a young couple, Jake and Rachel, out of Minnesota. 10% of all their net proceeds go to feed the hungry children worldwide. Uh, it's a vegan bar, but any diet can eat it. It is protein-packed, 19 to 21 grams for each bar. And organic ingredients, 11 to 13 net carbs, no artificial sweeteners, put together by coconut oil, which is really good for the brain, 
sweetened with coconut nectar and black sharp molasses, a little bit of Himalaya salt. If you are going to buy from the company, please do so with the affiliate link that I'm posting in the show notes. It helps me and it helps them. Uh, on that note, thank you, Leilani, for joining me. I so appreciate it. And I wish you a lot of love and good health. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You're welcome.